have uh, three stories for you. Uh, each one is different, and so let's just get started. Um, I think I'll start. I think I'll start with this uh, Jill Biden uh, thing. Okay, so um, Jill Biden was uh, talking to the press, and. She was asked about Hunter Biden. <clears throat> and you probably already know how this went. Because as we've seen, when, when it comes to questions about Hunter Biden, they here, here's the thing. The Bidens, Joe and Jill, hate talking about Hunter. They hate talking about Hunter because Hunter is an absolute disappointment. He is a, uh, a crackhead and... Uh, he is he's he's a black he's a black guy on the family so they hate talking about him so democrat joe biden's wife jill biden refused to answer questions from reporters on thursday night about the news that her stepson hunter biden is under federal criminal investigation over his foreign business dealings a reporter asked jill biden about the news at which points which point security came up and shooed quote shooed away the reporter as jill biden refused to answer questions about the matter Fox News reporter Ali Rafa reported separately that Joe Biden has been out in front of the media every day this week, but he did not leave his home today, the day after news broke that his son Hunter Biden was under federal criminal investigation. Let me let me tell you something. And and here's here's how you know. Um when you're trying to be upfront, when you're trying to be honest, one thing you don't do is hide. That's just one thing that you don't do. This is how we know that this Joe Biden, um, this Joe Biden stuff. We first of all, we already know it's true just from from the from the evidence that we have. We already know that. Um, but what we also know is that it's. We also know it's true based off how they are reacting. Okay, if if any of the reporters ask us anything about Hunter. Make take him away. Like I'm leaving. I'm I'm ending the interview. I don't want to talk anymore. You know, uh, we're we're, we're going to shut it down. Okay, so we're not going to entertain it. That itself is huge. And you know, let let me let me say this. Let me say this. Um, that is really huge. This hunt this hunter thing. We already know hunter has. You know he's 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 broken the law, and this also ties into Joe. This also ties into Joe Biden because remember, this story ultimately this story is a is a Joe Biden story. That's what this is, and that's what we have to keep in mind when we investigate this. Um, a reporter, a report from Politico indicated that the criminal investigation into Hunter Biden was large was larger. Than what Hunter Biden claimed when he said in a statement that it was regarding his taxes. In addition to Delaware, the Securities Fraud Unit in the Southern District of New York also scrutinized Hunter Biden's finances. According to the person with direct knowledge of the investigation, Political reported, the person who, that, as of early last year, investigators in Delaware and Washington were also probing potential money laundering and Hunter Biden's foreign affair, foreign uh, ties. CNN reported that authorities were investigating multiple financial issues 
including whether Hunter Biden violated tax and money laundering laws in business dealings in foreign countries, principally China. The criminal investigation into Hunter Biden began before William Barr became Attorney General of the United States. Politico also reported that Joe Biden's brother, James Biden, was caught up in a separate federal criminal investigation. This this is this is really huge. And could this affect Joe Biden's presidency? Um I I absolutely believe so. But here's the here's the hard part. And really here's here's the sadder story. The media plays soft with Joe Biden. The media plays they they play very softball with Joe Biden. Pretty much what they do for Joe Biden, and then and I noticed this during the election, is they don't press Joe Biden about anything. And so what they do is it's almost like they put it's like they put the ball on the tee for Joe Biden. Joe Biden hits it hits the ball very uh, hardly hits the ball. The ball just kind of rolls off the tee. They pick up the ball, they 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 throw it to the outfield, and then the outfielder throws it over the fence and say, oh man, Joe, you hit a home run. That's what it's like asking Joe Biden a question. They don't press Joe Biden about anything. And so what we have, we have a serious uh, problem here. I remember with, uh, I remember with, with Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr. Was it Eric Trump? No, I think it was Donald Trump Jr. Donald Trump Jr. had... He had a dinner. He he was at a dinner. And that they talked about it for three years. Three years. And I mean, they're like, oh, who was he talking to? Who was that? What what was that all about? That guy that guy was a shady character. Who was that? They don't do that with Joe Biden. And that's what we're saying. Again, this podcast is about standards. What is a standard? Is the standard to press hard no matter who's in charge? fair that's great or is it press hard when you just don't like the person press press hard when you don't like the person who's in charge and then go easy on the ones that you like and that's really where it is the media is not your friend in this in 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 this hunter biden story this this is absolutely huge once again we know that the laptop is is Hunter Biden's. How do we know that? Because Hunter Biden signed receipts, which you can actually find the receipts. Um, he signed the receipts to that uh, to that shop, and because he wanted to get his laptop fixed, and he never retrieved the laptop. And by the way, this is not just that store, but any electronics store, they have a, they have whatever period of time they have, they say, look. After this many days, if the customer has not retrieved it, it becomes the property of uh, the shop. Hunter Biden never went to go get it. It became the shops. Um, and so he was looking at it and was like, oh my God, this is not good. And so then he, he, he turns it in. He turns it into authorities. And... Hunter Biden's lawyer emails the st- emails the store owner and he says, "Yeah, that lap that hard drive, that laptop. Can we have that back?" That's how we know because y- y- you wouldn't ask for something, 
you wouldn't ask for something back that's not yours. It would be like me going up to a random person in a Starbucks who who is using a laptop and I, and I go up to them and say, can I have my laptop back? That laptop isn't mine. The laptop that I'm looking at right now is mine. And if I were to say, can I have... Can I have it back? I'd be, I would be talking about my personal laptop. And we know that the stuff on that laptop is, well, I mean, it's, it's some X-rated stuff on there. So we know it's his and we know that his dealings are bad and we know how serious it is because <laughs> his lawyer asked for it back. He said, we can't have, we cannot have this out there. And by the way, kids, um, if, if you're listening to this, let let Hunter Biden be a reminder of why to of why you should stay away from drugs. Because Hunter Biden has money, he has money. He could very eat. See, this laptop cost me an arm and a leg. Hunter Biden has money. Hunter Biden very easily could have had his laptop that was broken and had all this incriminating evidence on him. He very easily could have just gone out and bought a new laptop. He could have gone to Best Buy and just said, yeah, I'll take that one. Hunter Biden would not be in the situation right now if he was not, if he didn't turn that in. That's what crack does to you, kids. It messes up your, it messes up your head. It messes up how you think. Joe, Hunter Biden, and and again, that's why the Bidens don't like talking about it because he's a complete embarrassment to their family. You know when this story came out, you know they Joe called Hunter and he said, What have you done? You idiot. You moron. You turned in incriminating evidence on not just you, but our family. That's what Hunter Biden did. So kids, stay off of drugs because you can't think. You lose your intelligence. You become very, very stupid when you use and abuse drugs okay so don't do that it, it, it's it, it's it's just not good but anyway I, I wasn't trying to be facetious there but you know really like I see just you know just as a little side note I see crackheads at work and I say this I work I live and work in in very good neighborhoods um if I had to raise my family a family of my own in these neighborhoods I would be okay with it because these are good neighborhoods, very good neighborhoods, and you feel very safe. However, there are still crackheads around where I work. Not a lot. It's not like Compton or anything like that. But there are some crackheads around there. Not, not, I'm not just saying that about homeless people, but there are people who are actually... Because there are homeless, and then they're not a crack. And then I see people who actually are on crack and may or may not be homeless. But these people that are crackheads... They are extraordinarily unpredictable. And you, and people just stay away from them. They just do. Why? Because you can tell that they are not all the way there. Crack pretty much wraps itself around your brain and it says, you know what? I'm in control now. You're just a passenger. I'm, I'm in control now. You use crack. That's pretty much it for you. You, you, you are really, really hurting yourself. So. This is, this is really not good. This is really not good, um, for 
Joe Biden if, if you're looking at it. Um, things are going to come out. More and more is going to come out. Because here's what's going to happen. Joe Biden, um, here's what, here's what I believe happens. Joe Biden becomes inaugurated. And what the GOP then tries to do, um, once we, on inauguration day, what they will try to do, what the GOP will try to do, they'll say, look, okay, we, okay, so we couldn't, we couldn't flip the election. You know, our lawsuits, our legal plans didn't work. So what we're going to do, what was, what's going on with this Hunter stuff? That's, that's, that's their best way because, and that right there, I think is actually, was actually their best shot instead of, instead of this, you know, this trying to, trying to reverse the election and trying to sue other states and all that stuff. Yeah. Cause yes, there is evidence of, of voter fraud. There is. Um, but the, what they're trying to do is, is, is dispute it. But what there is evidence of that cannot be disputed is this laptop. And the, and the criminal evidence that is on it. That is what's huge. That they should have been going for this right from the get-go. Just been like, look, okay. You know what? We should really be focusing. It's like, okay. Their, their main priority should have been this Hunter Biden stuff. That, that would, that would be my advice. If I was talking to President Trump, um, after the announcement comes out, I would say, okay, Mr. President, here's, here's what we should do. It's not, you know, it's not looking good for you. The media has declared Joe Biden the Joe Biden the victor, okay? And we all know the media is not your friend. Um, so we can try to do these lawsuits, and we can try we can try our legal action. We can see and we can investigate this voter fraud stuff. But what we should do, um, you know, you know, a bird in the hand is worth more than a you know two in the bush. What does that mean? That means. Something you already have is extraordinarily powerful and extraordinarily useful. Instead of having to reach out and go get something, Hunter Biden pretty much handed over. No, not pretty much. He handed over evidence of criminal activity of him and his family, of the Biden crime family, and saying, "Okay, well, let's let's investigate this. Let's push this. Let's look into this deeply. I mean, let's let's." go right in on this then we look at then we look at all this then we look at what's what's going on with joe biden and that whole family that would that would have been my advice but you know i'm not you know i'm not a senior advisor but whatever so we're going to see what happens with this with this hunter biden stuff um this is this is huge and you know it's it's you know what's really amazing What's really amazing is that when this story came out, here's another way you knew it was true. The the media, it's not that they didn't say that it wasn't true. It's that they said, look, we're just not going to cover the story. We're not going to talk about it. We're going to spike it. We're not going to say anything. We're going to keep our mouths shut. We're going to talk about other stuff. That's how you know. That's how you really knew it was true. It's like, well, we can't say that it's not true because it is, and we'll get in trouble if we say that it's not true. So, um, we just won't talk about it. We'll, we'll just, you know, sweep it under the rug, and then hopefully it goes away. Okay. On Tulsi Gabbard, uh, I, you know, I, I really, 
I had a question in one of my Q and A's about, you know, it was, it was, the question was along the lines of, uh, you know, if you were to, if you weren't to vote for Donald Trump and you were to vote for one of the Democrats from the primaries, who would it be? And I said that I wasn't sure, but I said, if I were to vote for any of them, it would be either Tulsi Gabbard or Andrew Yang. Tulsi Gabbard. I, I, I man, I, I, I like this woman, man. I really, really do. It's just unfortunate that she's a Democrat. Um, Representative Tulsi Gabbard, uh, Dem- the, the Democrat from Hawaii, introduced legislation this week that would specify that Title IX, which protects people from being discriminated against based on sex and education programs that receive federal funding, be applied based on a person's biological sex as determined at birth by a physician. Gabbard introduced the bipartisan bill dubbed the Protect Women's Sports Act with uh, Representative Mark Wayne Mullen, uh, Republican from Oklahoma, on Thursday. The bill seeks to protect this, uh, the quote, quote, the sex-based intention of the Title IX protections by reaffirming the biological sex-based distinctions between men and women in athletics, end quote. The bill would prevent organizations Organizations which allow biological males to compete against females from receiving federal funding. This is wonderful. This is absolutely wonderful. Again, I've talked about this before. You know, in this time of where people talk about women's empowerment and women are the future with, I actually don't know what that's, I see that slogan a lot, but I have no idea what it means. Um... But it, it's it's really fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. But this is this is really really huge, because we're talking about if we want to talk about women's empowerment, the best way to empower women is to let them be women. Just let them do their thing. Let them let them go about let them go about what they do. And don't don't interfere. Don't you know? Don't have dudes interfering with them. Women's sports is great. It's awesome. It's really, really cool. But women start to not look as good when they're, when, when, when they play and compete against dudes. You're actually hurting women. And so when we have this, we say, look, again, this, and again, I've said this, I've said this about the WNBA. I've said, look, Stop trying to be men. Stop trying to play like men. You're women. Accept that. And so play, gear the game towards women. Play as women will play. Stop trying to, you know, stop trying to be like men. Stop trying to play like the men. Be women and be great at that. The same way I'm looking at dudes coming over into, you know, female sports. I'm like, no, 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 no. Your dudes go compete with the dudes. Because what, what this is, again, these are, these are guys who are mediocre in men's sports, who will ne- they'll never be stars. They'll never be stars in, um, in, in men's sports because they're just not that great. They're not that physically gifted. They're not that, ta- uh, talented. And so what they, and so what happens is they don't really, they don't have a chance in men's sports. So what they do is they say, you know what? I want to shine. I want to be a star. I want to be seen. I want to be famous. I want to be known. I want to be great. And I want to be number one. But I can't be number one with where I'm doing it here. So 
I'm going to quote-unquote transition into a woman. I'm going to say that I'm a woman, and I'm going to compete against women. Let me say this. You can put all the hormone blockers in men that you want. Since puberty, testosterone has been pumping through our bodies like crazy. Way more than that of women. So, so say me. And I'm, I'm not a there, I'm not a, I'm not a physical specimen at all. Like, by any means. Okay. If I were to take hormone blockers, if I were to, if I were to block my testosterone in my body, I would still beat women simply because of the amount of testosterone that I've been exposed to in my lifetime. I would still beat women. And I, I'm, I'm not a physical specimen. So you're hurting women when men play women's sports. It's not fair. It's wrong. It's evil. The goal for women's sports is to allow women to play sports and not be compared to men. It's to allow women to compete against women and to see who's the greatest of the women. It's the same thing with men. It's like they're competing to be the best. They're competing to play and be victorious and get championships and all that, get medals. That's their goal. It's like this. Would, would we take, would we take Ryan, uh, Michael Phelps? Would we take Ryan Lochte and have them go against Missy Franklin or, you know, uh, what's that other one? Uh, I can't, I can't think of that other swimmer, that other lady, Katie Ledecky. Would we, would we have Michael Phelps and Ryan Lochte go against those two? Those two ladies? Missy Franklin is fantastic. Katie Ledecky is fantastic. But against Ryan Lochte or Michael Phelps, they're not one, you could put them against average men, swimmers. They're not going to win. It's wrong. Let women be women. Let women compete against women. Title IX was a historic provision championed by Hawaii's own congresswoman, Patsy Mink, in order to provide equal opportunity for women and girls in high school and college sports. Representative Gabbard said in a statement included in the release, it led to a generational shift that impacted countless women, creating life-changing opportunities for girls and women that never existed before. And that is huge. See, we want to talk about an, an, a level playing field. You can't have a level playing field when dudes compete against women it's not going it's not level it's not level you you have dudes fight girls the girls are not gonna win you know women just women simply don't possess this the amount of testosterone in their body that men do women can't run as fast they can't jump as high they can't jump as far. They're not. They're not as physically strong as 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 men are. Men are built differently than women. Women are built differently than men. And it's it's wrong and it's 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 horrible. It it this this is this is a strong disservice to women when we let men. Go in there and say, yeah, yeah, you, you, oh, oh, you're, you're a woman now. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I well, it's, I mean, yeah, it's okay, yeah, just, you know, take some hormone blockers and yeah, you go out, go out there and run. 
I told you about those three Connecticut girls who were fighting, who were fighting against this, where these dudes were just killing them. These dudes were just killing, uh, the girls in track. It's not because, it's not because they hate the guys, but it's like, look, we compete, we work hard, we're trying to be in first, and there's no possible way we can achieve first place when we're we're running against these muscular, taller, stronger, faster dudes. They'll beat us every time. We're competing for second, at best. It's wrong. It hurts women. This is evil. And I'm, I'm proud of Tulsi Gabbard. This is, this is a great step. And you know what? This honestly, this, this is something that, that should be bipartisan. This is something that's a no brainer. Anyone who's ever been, anyone who's ever watched sports, anyone who's ever competed in sports should be completely okay with this. It's, it's not, it's not that you, we hate trans, it's not, it's not a hatred of transgender things transgender things but it's 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 it is a a a concept of look this is not what we do this is not how we play guys play with guys girls play with girls you know it's amazing like for example when you take that little co-ed stuff you know peewee you know little peewee soccer those are like three four and five year olds Okay, puberty has not kicked in. Puberty hasn't kicked in. So little boys and little girls can play together. Why? Because and even then the guy the guys are the boys are still stronger, but I mean it's you know the coordination is just not really there. So they can't play together. Once puberty kicks in, guys and girls should not play together anymore. The women are in danger. It's not good for them. And so that's what we have to look at. We have to we have to help in that area, man. It, this this is not this is not a transphobic thing. This is just look. Okay, you're a dude. You play with dudes. You're a girl. And here's here's the amazing thing. You want to talk? People see the Democrats and liberals love the term safe space. We want we want we want there to be a safe space. Okay, you want safe spaces? Female women's sports is a safe space for women. That's where they can be themselves. That's where they can pay. That's where they can play. That's where they can compete. That's where they can build their relationships with other women. They can com- they can they can talk. They can work together. They can train. They can network. It's a safe space for women in in women's sports. But when you allow men to come in who claim to be female and they just I mean, they, 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 they spank these girls and whatever it is, basketball, track, um, weight, you know, Olympic weightlifting records are being broken that women have no shot at. When you put a when you put a man, it, you know, it, it, it'd be like Usain, Usain Bolt racing against, you know, the fastest women. Racing against the fastest women in the world. He, he, the record, he will break a record that will not be able to be done by a woman. A woman won't be able to achieve that. They can all pretty much retire and just say, look, we can't get that. We can't achieve 
that speed. We cannot achieve that time. You want to save space for women? Leave women's sports alone. Men are not... No, men, you, you're a man. You're a boy. You're a dude. You have a bunch of testosterone pumping through your body. You're, you, you are a dude. You're a biological dude. Your chromosomes are X, Y. You're a dude. You play with the dudes. My goodness. Last story. This one's, this one's kind of comical, but, um, ladies, I, let, let me help you here. Okay. Um, women's, woman sues boyfriend for failing to propose after eight years of dating. This is actually quite hilarious. Um, a Zambian woman took her man, uh, to court after failing to pop the question after eight years of dating. Uh, though the judge ruled that it's all fair in love and war. Obviously. Uh, again, I can't pronounce names very well. Okay. Um, Gertrude of, uh, I'm just going to do first names. Gertrude got so fed up with her longtime love, Herbert, um, that he hadn't proposed after previously promising they'd get engaged. Then she recently took her man to court. The couple have been dating for nearly a decade and share a child together. Your Honor. He has never been serious. That is why I brought him to court, because I deserve to know the way forward and my future with him, she reportedly complained. In another shot to the heart, um, Gertrude alleged that Herbert had been texting another woman too. Making his own case, Herbert argued that his partner never paid attention to him because she lived with her parents, straining their communication. The 28-year-old man claimed he did not want to marry his 26-year-old girlfriend. He did Excuse me, he claimed that he didn't want to marry his 26-year-old girlfriend, but he wasn't in the financial position to afford a wedding. Okay, ladies, let me say this. Um, actually, let me, let me read, let me read some of this, some of the, uh, comments. Okay. And this is what I really want, really want to talk about. Ladies, a serious man cannot take more than a year to figure out if you are the one. One critic clapped. Learn to spot time wasters. Why was she staying eight years? The woman was not serious as well, another echoed. Swerving Cupid's arrow, another jokester, uh, hoped his own girlfriend wouldn't see the headline or he'd be in similar trouble. Uh, uh, I think I'll be sued too. I pray she doesn't see this, he teased. Listen, this is, and again, let me, let me go back to the first comment. Ladies, a serious man cannot take more than a year to figure out if you're the one. Listen, let me just say this. It's not a serious man. It's any man. It does not take a man a year. We know in about three months, max, if, if you're the one. In three months, and again, I'm not, I'm not a, um, I'm not engaged. I've never been engaged. I'm not married. But I do understand how men think. Men, it does not take us a long time. It doesn't. It takes women longer to fall in love with, with the dude. But we dudes, we, we know what we're looking for. We know what we want. And when we see it, we, we know. We know quickly. It doesn't take a year. It takes max three months. Eight years, ladies, do not listen. It's always important in a relationship to say, before you go into a relationship, to say, look, 
okay, what is this? What are we? Where are we going? Because remember, you have to figure out if your goals are aligned. Do you want children? Do they want children? Where do you want to live? Where do they want to live? What are your values? What are their values? That's what you have to do. That's what you have to look at. That's ultimately what matters. It doesn't take this, it doesn't take this long to figure out. So what you have to do, you have to, before you get into a relationship, and this is to men and to women, but you have to say, look, what is this? What, what is the goal here? What is it? How do you see your life? Are we dating just to date? Are we dating because we have nothing better to do? Are you dating because you're bored? Are you dating because you just want to sleep with somebody? Are you, are we dating because you are lonely? You know, these things, these things have to be determined. These things have to be determined and it, it, it doesn't help. It doesn't help when you're with someone for eight years. Here's, here's what I would say. Early in the relationship, I would say, um, I would say that before you get together, before you get together, um, and make it official, you have to ask the part, you have to ask your partner, okay, where are we going? What's the goal? Because what happens is once, once people start dating, it's like, okay, you know, we'll date, we date, we go on dates, we go out together, we go, we go to a movie when that used to be a thing. We go to the beach when that used to be a thing. And, you know, we just, we just, we just kind of date. What happens is, is, is you have this, you have this cyclical, um, pattern of events. You do the same things, but you're not, you're not really going anywhere. Time, time's passing. The clock is, clocks are ticking. But you're just, you know, uh, Whatever. That's not, that's not, that's not what it's for. You have to figure out where you're going. So many people I see wasting, this lady, I mean, this lady is 26. So, she met him, so, yeah, she's 26. So, they started dating when she was 18, he was 20. And so, he's looking at it and like, well... Oh, okay, you know, whatever. You know, I like you. We're dating. I like you. You like me. Okay, let's date. Well, now where do we go from here? What are we going to do now? And that's really what matters. And she's right. She's she's like, I deserve to know the way forward and my future with him. And that's true. You 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 should know the way forward, but you have to discuss that first. You have to make that clear first. And remember, ultimatums are okay. The reason that people are afraid of ultimatums is because people are afraid that they will choose the other the other option. They're afraid that they will someone that the person's going to choose option B. It's really that simple. And so, I just want to say that. Um, just, just, just from the man's perspective, it does not take us 
it doesn't take us eight years. It doesn't take us even a year. It takes max three months, maybe even six. But most dudes, if you would ask them, they'd be like, oh yeah, I knew, I knew very quickly. My dad knew very quickly. Families that I, you know, I talk to a lot of couples and I say, look, you know, you know, I sometimes ask, okay, you know, how'd you, you know, how'd you mean, you know, what happened? Especially if it's like a big order and we have plenty of time to talk so that they'll share their story. And I'll look at the, I'll ask the dude, I'll be like, so, you know, how long did it take you to know? He said, month, two months, month and a half, three months, three weeks. It doesn't take us long, ladies. It does not take us long. So you have to know the destination. You have to talk about the destination. What what do I want in my life? What do you want in your life? Do they align? Do we want the same things? Do we like each other? Are we willing to work together? Are we willing to struggle together to get what we want? And if so, then proceed. And women, I say this especially because the vast, vast majority of women want children and ladies if you want children you have that biological clock and now let me let me say this on the man's side women let me women have biological clocks you're saying okay i want to be married by this age i want to have kids by this age and all that stuff and also that's because your your uterus is telling your brain okay you know i don't you know you know now's the time now's the time we're doing good we're doing good we're doing really good things are going really well down here we don't have forever. Pick up the pace up there. So that's what happens there. But on the man's side, men don't have biological clocks. Men can pretty much keep having, we can have kids until, you know, we're, you know, like 70, 80. Now, the sperm isn't going to be high quality. But that's what we're looking at. Men have financial clocks. How much money can I make? How quickly can I make it? It's going to take me some time to move up the ladder in my company. I don't yet have the job that I want. Um, I'm measured by my success. I'm measured by my wealth. And it just takes me some time to get it. So, ladies especially, you do not have as much time as you would like to have. And that's okay. But that's why I say it's especially important for women to say, okay, what is this? Where are we going? Where are you trying to go? What is our what is our destination? Here's what I want to do. What did, what do you want to do? Do our goals align? Is this going to 